to the Whistle Way podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group and EXP Realty in San Diego. And I am Brian Kochi. I am the director of media here at Whistle Realty Group, currently reporting from my house. Yeah, COVID had uh, other plans for us this week. So we are uh, shooting this episode in a little bit of a different setting uh, from home right now. But hey, uh, that's that's a sign of the times, right? That's just the world we live in today. So uh, here we are. We're going to get after it. The goal of the show today is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go out and crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. So if you have a question you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com. Uh, you can not only ask us questions on there, you can subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel. You can join our referral network, our private Facebook group, and get on our email list so you can get all the tips and tricks of stuff that we're working on within our uh, internal team here in San Diego. Um, and you can get the details on our Media Mayor Mastermind course, which is everything Brian and I have learned about creating video over the last seven plus years, compacted into a nice tight package. It's about two days worth of content uh, for you to go through. And it is on sale, new year, new you. So get after it, shoot some videos. Uh, if you enjoy the episode today, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that thumbs up and the little subscribe button notification bell so you get notified of future episodes of the show. And if you are listening on a podcast platform, hook us up with a review. We're number five in Belarus. What's up? We would like to be number five in uh, America. So hook us up with a review. It means a lot to us. With that said, Brian, what's the topic today? Today we're going to talk about being a leader and what that means. Um, obviously, we know there's the, the clear what it means to be a leader when you actually have team members or admin. There's also being a leader kind of for your clients as well. Yeah, for sure. So I had this really cool realization. This is a, of all the coaching moments I've had, this is one of the ones that sticks out to me the most. Um, and I was on with my coach at the time and my coach asked me how many events did you go to last year to learn how to sell more homes? And I was like, I went to, I think at that time it was like six events. Okay, cool. How much money did you spend going to those six events? And so we ran through the numbers, figured it was like $2,000 an event between hotels, airfare, uh, food, drinks, all the whining and dining and stuff while we're out there. I was like, yep. And he's like, how many days did you spend? And we went through and we said, it's like an average of three days in events. So it was like 18 days, and it was like $12,000 that I had spent. He was like, okay, cool. That's awesome. I'm glad you're, you're investing in that. How many leadership events did you go to last year? And I was just like, oh shit, uh, that's a zero coach. Well, I mean, but I try to justify like anybody does, right? Like, oh, well, there, there's some leadership segments, you know, at these events and whatnot. And I was just full of shit. So um, that was a big eye opener, right? That we spend so much time trying to learn how to sell more homes, but spend so little time trying to learn how to be a better leader. And whether that's going to events, whether that's reading books, whether that's people you follow on social, people whose podcasts you subscribe to, YouTube channels you subscribe to, like I realized I was just trying to constantly figure out how to sell more homes and spending very little time trying to be a better leader. Brian said, well, you suck as a leader, I'm leaving. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, um, cool. so we do okay, a podcast so, from home, right? There's going to be some variables. It's all it, good. It is what it is. Um, so, okay. So then you started going. So, what are some of the leadership conferences that you've looked at, or the books you've you've gone through? Um, I know people like actually want to take some notes 
What are some of the ones that you've gone through or, or you, uh, you recommend? Yeah, I would say that the biggest one that I, um, you know, got myself into is Tom Ferry has a um, segment of his coaching that is specifically geared towards team leaders. And so I wanted to get myself in a room with all of the other biggest team leaders from around the country. Um, so that we have two events a year, plus I drastically increased my spend on that coaching so I could get a coach that was on that level. So uh, that was a, a big part of it. So Tom Ferry team plus coaching. Um, more recently, I've really gotten into a lot of the stuff that John Cheplak is doing as well, who is another real estate coach. Um, John comes from a uh, recruiting and management side of the real estate space. So he's had offered a lot of value and really understanding not just the IQ of the people that are part of your company, but the EQ. So not just the uh, actual intelligence, the emotional intelligence, um, which has been really cool to get to learn that, to understand, um, you know, if you've ever been to a Chef Black event, you know, he talks about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like that's, that is one of the staples that he talks about. And it's, people need to feel acknowledged. They need to feel recognized. They need to feel a part of something. And, and John's taught me a lot about that. Um, now, Dave Ramsey, I don't agree with everything that Dave Ramsey does, but he has a whole conference on trade leadership, uh, which I've heard a lot of amazing things about. I have not been to that one yet, but I've heard a lot of amazing things about that event brings a lot of high level leaders on. Um, I follow, I'm trying to think of all the other, the leadership stuff out there. Sharon Srivatsa, uh, follow that guy a lot. He has a 5 a.m. club. And it's all just these really short little five minute messages every morning at 5 a.m. that just inspire me as a leader because I look up to Sharon. He's an amazing leader and has built multiple companies and, and taken them to sale. And so I look up to him a lot as well. Awesome. And then what about some of the books? I know we do some books um, utilizing we've talked about in the past, our EOS system. Um, they've recommended a few books. What are some ones that, that you've heard that you really like? You know, what's funny is I was on the plane and I was listening to Atomic Habits and I've heard a lot about that book. And as a leader, one of the things I find myself doing is I'm going out and I'm, you know, I don't read books. I have a lot of them. If you buy me books, they end up in a library and other people read them. Um, I, and I don't even listen to regular books. I listen to Blinkist because Blinkist is like takes a book and combines it into like 15 minutes. So I actually listened to the Blinkist of Atomic Habits probably five times. I probably could have went through the whole book, but for me, hearing the same thing five times over is more effective. Um, so I took a lot out of that that I'm going to actually use on our huddle with our team tomorrow morning. Um, just simple little tweaks that you can make when it comes to habits um, that are so effective. So one of the things I see as my job as a leader is to go out and you know, consume the content. So whether it's consuming Tom Ferry or consuming, you know, Gary Vee or Sharon Srivatsa or consuming, you know, a book and, and Atomic Habits, part of my job I see as a leader is to go and consume the content and now be the Blinkist for the team, but even be like the five minute Blinkist now, right? So now instead of my team having to go read this book or listen to this book or listen to a Blinkist, like I just want to take the like five minutes out of that that I can pick and choose what's the most important part of that book that's gonna be relevant to somebody who's a member of my team. And now I can take that message and I can relay that to the team in a huddle to really inspire them. And so like, that's what I look at my job as a leader is, is to go and, and you know, sift and sort through all of the content that's out there, find the relevant content and deliver that to the team. 
Or my job is also to go and sift and sort through all these different lead sources and all this different technology and, and figure out what makes sense for my team. Because right, if, if my team members all did as much sifting and sorting through all this stuff as I do, they'd never sell a freaking house. So part of the reason somebody wants to be a member of my team with me as the leader of said team is the fact that I'm going and doing all of that legwork for them so they don't have to. And so I look at that as a big part of my job. And, and some of the members of the team have even said, like, I, I got, you know, Steve Winter has been on the team for over 10 years now. He says, like, I'm with you because you see around corners. So I don't have to, right? You can see what's coming before it comes. And that's the reason I've been with you for over 10 years is you go and do all that. I don't have time for that, nor do I want to do all that. You go do it. And now you tell me what I need to know and you make my life a whole lot easier. And so, you know, to me, that's, that's, uh, one of the best compliments I could receive is that I'm, you know, doing his job for him to make his life a whole lot easier. And in exchange, right, people are willing to, um, you know, give up a percentage of, of their income. And, and we've talked about it with the team even recently, like this past year, I bought into a lot of syndicated investment deals. And in those deals, the general partner of the syndication, they go travel all around the country and look at all these deals and write offers on all these properties and meet with contractors and line up property rents. They do all this work. Like, and I don't have to, I'm okay with them making their percentage. Like as long as I make my money, you put in work, like you go make your money. I'm okay with you making money because you did a lot of things. So I didn't have to. And I try to take that same principle to my team that I'm going to go do all that work. So you don't have to. So I want to dive into that a little bit more here. Um, so obviously we talked about lead sources. We talked about, um, kind of seeing around the corner to see, Hey, what do we need to do to make sure we're still relevant? What other things have you taken? Let's specifically talk about agents here. What other things have you done or has whistle realty group as a company done, um, in kind of that leadership role to take things off of the plate of our agents? Um, I would, I mean, tech is for sure the biggest thing. Right. There's I mean, if you go to a conference as a real estate agent, there's literally an entire expo hall of people trying to sell you bullshit. And they all have the same line like, well, you know, yeah, it costs this much money. But if you just do one extra deal a year, it'll pay for itself. If you're listening to this or you're watching this and you use that line, that that line is played out. You need a new line. Um, that, that's just, is not going to fly anymore. So you get so much stuff thrown at you and then you're getting retargeted constantly. I mean, I've probably got five blind text messages today from vendors. Oh, could you use an extra 10 appointments this month? Click this link. Like, I don't know who the hell you are. Maybe you should go like, I would just want to send them the jab, 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 right hook, uh, book link so that they can go and, and learn how to actually sell somebody. Um, so that's a big one is there's so much technology, so many lead sources, so many apps, so much shit that's thrown at us that it could be overwhelming and, and we could get so consumed by it and trying to one, figure out what's the right technology and then how to implement it. Um, I mean, that's, it's literally a daunting task. I mean, it's, it's so daunting to the fact that we have a position in our company now that is the title is integrator. And their job is now I'm going to go to these events and read these books and, and follow these blogs and all these things. And I'm going to have all these ideas. Like I'm going to be going to a Tom Ferry event here in, in a couple of weeks and I'm going to have a ton of ideas. And what I used to do as a shitty leader is I would come back to the team and I would be like, all right, guys, I got these 10 new things. We're going to implement them all right now. It's going to be great. 
And the team was like, all right, cool, let's go. I didn't think through any of them. Like I didn't fully think about like all the what ifs or how is it going to affect that? Or like, does this really make sense? Do we need to add on? Like, I didn't think through that. And so now we have a role in our company known as an integrator. And that person's job is to take the 10 ideas, which again, those 10 started as a hundred. I've narrowed it down to 10. Now he takes the 10, he sifts and th sorts through those 10 to figure out the one or maybe two that actually make sense for our business. And not only the ones that make sense, but thinks through how is he going to integrate them into the existing business, right? Because we don't want to just throw it in there and figure it out. We got to think about, well, once we do integrate this, how is it going to affect everything else that we do in our business? And so that is a position on our team now as somebody who can actually take the ideas, pick the one or two that make sense and integrate those fully flesh them out to really make sure they make sense for us to integrate. How do we integrate it? Make sure everybody understands how to use it. And that is how we can really, as a, the leaders of the company, take it to another level. Like we're rolling out, you know, massive one um, in our meeting tomorrow and we're rolling well, two of them technically. Um, and we're rolling out Slack and Zendesk, which are super powerful systems. If, if it were up to me, we'd have rolled this shit out like a year ago. But he's taken his time to make sure everything is ready to go so that when we do roll it out tomorrow, it's dialed and everybody knows exactly how to use it, right? How to ask questions. If I need help, where do I go? What does this do? What does that do? What's the etiquette? How is this going to benefit us most importantly? Because the agents want to know that. Um, and so it's nice to have somebody who can do all that stuff for us. Now, obviously, we're at a, a pretty big team here. We've got 60 plus agents. Um, I got to be careful about saying that number because every every second goes by, it feels like we get three or four more. Um, but if you if you have a smaller team and you're listening to this, maybe it's just you with a, a couple agents or you and an admin and an agent or something like that. Obviously, hiring someone that that is an integrator um, is a bit of a stretch. But what I heard you say is and how people can implement this is by after the event, maybe having a half day where you say hey let's get together as our small team or even maybe it's a maybe a slightly larger team but not quite our size of, of a of a small group of department heads or or directors and say let's plan this all out and let's play devil's advocate on kind of every aspect what's good what's not good how are the agents going to like it how are they going to hate it that sort of stuff yeah, that's one of the things I really encourage you to do if you're um, you know, tuning in today is if you go to an event, right? Like, so we're going to this Tom Ferry event, it's a two-day event. Like, I strongly encourage you to make it a three-day event. And you're going to be like, well, I can't be away from the office or whatever, right? You're going you're gonna to come up with some bullshit excuse. And then what's going to happen is you're going to go to this event, you're going to spend two days, you're going to get the hundred ideas. And then one of two things is going to happen. You're either a ready, fire, aim kind of person. So you're going to come back and you're going to just puke all those things all over your team before you have a chance to, you know, flesh them out. Or you're going to be the other end of the spectrum where you're going to have the hundred ideas, but you're going to go back on day three to the office and dive right in and get back into your flow. And you're going to forget the hundred ideas, right? You're going to be on one end of that spectrum or the other where you either implement everything immediately without thinking about it, or you don't implement shit because you forgot about it. Um, and so what I would encourage you to do is to take an extra day at wherever that venue is and just stay for the day. Whether you go sit by the pool and you reflect on things, 
Um, you just sit in your room and you just rock out some music, whatever it is that you do, do it. Like actually take all the notes that you had. Cause Brian, let's be honest, you and I have been to so many events. How many times have you gone, had a book full of notes and then never looked at the book again, right? Like you and I are guilty of that. Most of us, right? Most of us, which includes you do that same freaking thing. And all you end up walking away with from the event is a hangover. Like that's the only thing that you remember from the event is you were hung over because you partied too hard and you forgot every freaking thing that there was. So change that. If you're going to that event in a couple of weeks, like stay an extra day and just let your team know, let your significant, no, 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 whoever you need to let them know like, Hey, I got to stay an extra day. Blame it on me. Tell them to, to DM me at Kyle Whistle. I'll take the heat for you. But that can make a huge difference in your ability to integrate these ideas into your business. Because if you're you know, tuned into the show right now, you might be a solo agent. So you don't have an integrator. That's fine. You're the integrator. And that's totally okay. I was the integrator for a long time. Um, you don't need to have an integrator. You are the integrator. right? You're also the media guy. You're also the, the ops girl. You're also the finance guy. You're also the sales girl, right? Like you're all of those things. And that's totally okay. Right. We all started in that place. Cool. Well, you're going to now have a leadership meeting and that's either you or that's multiple people. I don't care, but you got to have something where you debrief from the event, pick and choose, sift and sort right through the different ideas and figure out what's going to make sense for your business. And real quick, I don't want to go to one more thing before we end this episode, but kind of I want to point out if you are that solo agent and you do want to debrief and you do need help with kind of poking holes in your ideas or seeing how things are going to work or not. Um, one of the things, Kyle, you said is after the event, a lot of people just come back with a hangover, coming back with a, a mastermind group of people that are in, in a similar area of your business. Um, that's where that money is. That's where you stay the extra day you have those people stay the extra day or they zoom in or whatever. And you say, these are my five takeaways. And, and Sally's going to say, Hey, I did number one and it failed when I did this. If I were to do it differently, I would try it this way, this way, this way. And that way, now you have someone helping poke holes with you again. And part of that leadership is again, even if it's just with you is having that, that, that accountability and, and someone to bounce ideas off of. 100%. One last thing before we close this up, and I didn't time it, so I don't know how long we're going. Um, but Kyle, I want to talk, we, we know about the importance of communication with our clients. Um, and we hear mirror and matching. But I think a lot of people kind of forget about that um, when dealing with their employees or their agents of communicating in a way that is most effective for that person. Can you talk a little bit about that and how you kind of have to change your style to, to match people? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, that's probably been the thing I've been working on the most personally as a leader is adapting my style to those around me um, and really getting to understand personality traits. I mean, one of the things that we do in our company is we not only do a disc profile, which discs are good, they're not great, but they're good. Um, so it does help, right? If like Brian and I are complete opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Like uh, my C is super low, his C is super high, um, right? Like his S is way higher than mine, my I and D are higher than his. And so understanding like one, how to communicate with him from a disc profile perspective, but also understanding love languages too. And what do people need? Like Brian needs words of affirmation, like that matters a lot to him. 
I couldn't care less about words of affirmation. Like that doesn't matter to me. To me, quality time is more important. So understanding one, what makes people tick and then two, how to love on somebody is super, super important. So that's a big thing I'm working on as a leader is trying to understand how to approach different people and how to love on them as well. Cause we all want to be loved on. It's just, we want to be loved on in very different ways where, right. If you give me words of affirmation, it doesn't mean a whole lot to me, but just a little something for Brian means a lot. Um, and so really getting to understand the people within the organization, how to approach them, um, which again, I'm far from perfect in this. I'm still a work in progress, but um, you know, I will never be perfect, but I'm making a lot of progress. And so um, understanding how to approach people, understanding what makes them tick, what motivates people to like, you know, one of the best questions you can ask somebody as a leader is like, what's your goals for this year? And typically what a lot of people will do, I've had a lot of these conversations, you know, being that it's January, people are like, well, I want to sell 26 houses. I'm like, all right, cool. What, what about your personal goals? Like ask people that you'd be surprised. They don't even know how to answer. And what's funny is they don't even know what the personal goals are. They've been so obsessed with work. They forgot that you're supposed to have some personal goals too. Um, so I've, I've found those to be some really interesting conversations. One other thing that I think uh, you've gotten a lot better at with recently um, is having kind of an open feedback loop and, and kind of some set times of communication with the people that you work with. Um, I know you have meetings set on meetings, set on meetings, set on meetings. Um, obviously, we, we've kind of talked in the past about our leadership meeting and our department level meetings. You have meetings with agents based on where they are in the, the, the life cycle of their business. But I think one of the things that we is better now that was a struggle for us in the beginning is we'd get through certain times where we wouldn't talk for two or three weeks. I'd be doing my thing. You'd be doing your thing. And then you'd say, oh, by the way, I, I'd meet you in the hallway and you say, you did this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. Bye. I'm like, oh, that's not good for me. And again, you talked about my words of affirmation is, is important to me. Um, and it was because we were just doing our own thing. And by the time we touched base, you said, oh, these were the things I've noticed over the last couple of weeks. And I, what I saw that as is I wasn't doing anything good. And you were just like, no, we're busy. This is the time to like, we need to correct these. And so having that, we meet as a department every week uh, to say, hey, by the way, where is this coming from? Or what if we tweak this? And it's a lot more collaborative and it's a lot more of a spot where I can say, Kyle, I need you to do this. And you can say, Brian, I need you to do this. And it's not a, here's a, a heaping pile of, of, of stuff. You got a five-year-old over here uh, that, that, that I need you to work on. It's, it's little pieces here and there. Um, so I think having a, a feedback loop, a, a communication schedule, a meeting rhythm, these are all different words that mean the same thing. Um, it is super important to get that communication uh, in a consistent uh, process. Yeah, they, they talk about it in Atomic Habits too. It's one of the analogies they use that like if a plane took off from LA headed to New York City and it was just off by like three degrees, I think, I don't, don't quote me on this, but it was just off track by just a few degrees, which nobody in the plane would know that it was off track by three degrees. It's such a subtle difference, but People, if they went to sleep when the plane took off and woke up when the plane landed, they'd land in DC, not in New York City. And just that small little, you know, adjustment, if that could have been made sooner, they could have been on track. But now you got to now get from DC all the way up to New York City. And that's a lot of ground to cover. And so by course correcting consistently, which for us, 
right? Within the marketing department, we have a weekly meeting and then the overall leadership team, we have a weekly meeting and with the agents, we have a weekly meeting. So by having that consistent course correction on a weekly basis helps us not get off track. So we don't end up in two, three states away. We end up exactly where we were, were planning on, on landing. So I think that's huge. Yep, exactly. Cool. Here, here's my little one if he starts uh, yelling. Here's Elliot. <laughs> um, all right. So I, I think that covers it. Is there anything else in being a leader that, that you want to point out that obviously super important? No, I, I feel strong. I feel that this was really good. Um, we talk about these leadership meetings. They're called a level 10 meeting. If you want to learn more about that, um, I'll, I'll only use it, I guess, as my widget of the week. So I'll, I'll hit on that when we do our widget of the week, because this is something that really is, has made a big difference in our business. So if you are watching on YouTube, you're enjoying the content today, make sure to uh, hit the thumbs up and the subscribe button along with the notification bell so you get notified of future episodes of the show. If you're watching or listening on a podcast platform, I should say, hook us up with a review. Um, and if you have questions you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com, join our Facebook group, our email newsletter, our referral network for all the outbound referrals. Um, also get dialed and subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel and uh, get subscribed to our course on video creation, Media Mayor Mastermind, where we teach you everything we've learned about shooting video over the last seven years, thewhistleway.com. With that said, we're going to dive into what we like to wrap the show with, which is our whistle widget of the week. This is something we utilize in our business. It saves us time, makes us more money or helps us just have more fun. So what do you got, Brian? So mine, I came up with uh, about 48 seconds ago, but I actually really, really love this. Um, obviously, we know it is important to um, make it easy for our customers or clients to connect with us. Uh, one of the things that really made a big splash this um, since, since what March of 2020 is QR codes. Everywhere we go, there's a QR code. Every, like everyone knows how to scan them and use them and everything like that. Now, um, I wanted to share the the website that I use to to generate them. I've tried a couple different ones. I really like this one. This is it's called the dash qr code dash generator dot com, um, and Tom will have the link up on on YouTube and in the description as well. Um, but a couple things that I really like about this one is you can actually log in and create a uh, an account that where you can go back and look at previous QR codes. So you already made a QR code, you can go back and reprint it. You can download them at different um, pixel sizes. So a lot of them that I found, you can only download it at kind of a small size. This one you can make um, as big as you want. So when we print it out for our signs, we made them really big. Um, they also have a few different ways, a few different things you can use with your QR code. So you can obviously have the URL, which is what we're typical, which we're what we're um, typically used to. But the things that I like is you can actually um, have QR codes for a different couple different calls to action. But the one I like is uh, creating a text message. So like we have on our sign, you can scan it; it'll bring up your text message, and you can actually put text in it. Um, and the last thing is they have now they have dynamic QR codes, meaning you can create a QR code and then Three months from now, you can change what that QR code um, has on the back end, so what that links to. So I think that it's five or six bucks a month to have that, but then you can manage these dynamic QR codes. And if you put a QR code on a moving truck or a sign or something like that, and that you think is going to change 
either fairly regularly or it could change in the future. Um, it has that. So I really like the dash QR code dash generator.com. It's got like a green header and stuff. I like it a lot. Cool. Uh, the one that I want to talk about is what we, we touched on a little bit in these level 10 meetings. Um, and it's running a system called EOS. So EOS is my widget of the week. EOS stands for Entrepreneurial Operating System. Um, this can literally help you take your business to another level. We've seen massive increases by implementing the system. Um, and it's really helped me as a leader. And it's, it's almost forced me into solely a leadership role, um, which is great. So I strongly recommend check out EOS if you want to learn more about it. Best book to learn about it is the book Traction. Traction by Gino Wickman. Um, it's definitely been a huge change for us in our business over the last couple of years. Um, strongly recommend that you check that book out. With that said, I hope you got a ton of value out of the show today. I'm Kyle Whistle, EXP Realty in San Diego. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Cool. Thanks, dude. All right, man. Later.